Hello, everybody. It's Des. And Helika. Jessica. And we are gathered here today <laughs> with our parents. Say hi. 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 Well, you guys got to talk, talk more in the mic. Hi. Is that better, Jess? Sound check. I mean, that's fine. Hello. Okay, it works. Um, so yeah, we just wanted to talk about the pandemic and its struggles. Um, we've done a lot to the house. We've converted some things. Exciting stuff. We're all super grateful. Um, but yeah, just like what we've all had to do to transition into pandemic life. Coexist. Yeah. Mommy, so how do you feel about all the things that we've done to the house? <coughs> we spent a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. But it has, um, I see it as an investment on our daily life. Because of the pandemic, we're here 24-7. So why not make our, why not improve our environment, right? Yeah. So you're working from home? Yes. And where are you working at? Like in the office or like what part of the house? Well, that was a whole, before even getting into uh, the separate space we have, um, this house has half the garage converted into an office, right? <clears throat> and that was already here when we moved into this house. But when the pandemic hit and we first had to come home, uh, my office was the living room, the bedroom, your bedroom when you weren't here yet. Oh my gosh. I went all over the place trying to figure out where I was going to work. And then I decided to invest some more money into that um, room that's in the garage. And now that's, that's the office. And you like it? Yeah. I have a cubicle partner. <laughs> What's her name? Uh, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys fight? I don't think we fight. I think we get along fairly well, Jessica. Yeah, you have to. The, the office is really small, so uh, yeah, it's, you can't it's, throw a proper. It's kind of like it's kind of like the size of a cell. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it kind of is though. Yeah, it is. It's tiny I would know because I've been there. Yeah, you've been in the cell before. Well, not because I was in there, but because. Although a previous job I had. So anyways, oh. yeah, it is being confined in there. I mean, we make the best of it. I clear the chi every so often. Yeah, she does. Jessica laughs. I have this little thing. What does that mean? It's like a little drum. I should have brought it so you guys could hear it. Um, it's a little drum and you twist it around and it has two little, like, it's like a little gong and it makes this sound that vibrates throughout. It's somewhere. like a little drum. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. And you do that when you get stressed out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. Those are good little tips, people, for all the people who are working at home. Get yourself a little drum and you can chant. Or a gong. Yeah, or a gong or something. Do some chants, do some woosahs to help you get through the day and uh, don't feel so much like you're in a hamster wheel. Anyways, speaking of hamster wheel, puppy, <laughs> how are you feeling with the pandemic? Are you working at home or are you actually going into work? Touching, uh, talking about cells, I do know the size of a cell. Talk about it, if you want to. Yeah, it is the size of a cell. 
We'll leave it in there. That's why I don't like going in there. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. How yeah, about that? just the anxiety comes on right when I open the door. It's <laughs> like, oh shit, I don't want to go back. <laughs> we have a window though. I mean, yeah, it's pretty big. And we put a fan in there. Still don't help. <laughs> even though mommy's in there. Yeah, even your mom's in there. <laughs> well, so you've been you've been commuting to work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm the only one that uh, is uh, going out to work while everybody's at home. Mm-hmm. I can go out. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, sorry, Angel. Yeah, for what? What do you go out for? For school. Oh, yeah, that's right. Before school, I was going out. I was working, but like that's retail. So, Bobby, you've been commuting to work. Has the commute changed with the pandemic and everything? Yeah, the... the uh, my commute was uh, usually like 50 minutes to an hour. Mm-hmm. But now that uh, during this pandemic, it's to 40 minutes. No traffic. No traffic? No oh, traffic. Oh, wow. That's nice. Yeah, yeah, less, a lot of less people mm. on the road, especially when it first uh, popped off. Mm. And what about your routine? You're, I, I hear you grunting in the garage, pretending like you're working out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm good at that. <laughs> no, so before the pandemic, uh, you know, I used to work out at a gym. So I had a gym membership. Um, I occasionally always, you know, tried to work out because I enjoy it. It makes me feel good. Uh, it's also a great stress reliever. Uh, I use that time to, you know, think. I'm in my thoughts and doing what I enjoy. But like 10, when we first moved here, I tried to make that garage into a a gym, but we used to put the car in there. So that got thrown out the window. So I got a gym membership. And when the pandemic hit, I started getting pieces of equipment and Jesse came back home. And actually, let me, let me, back up a little bit before the pandemic hit jessica moved back in she brought her fiance with her uh he brought some uh his equipment his exercise equipment so uh i got some pieces of uh exercise equipment and we made the garage into a a tiny gym and that's where i spend an hour to two hours every day to work out. To work out. Self-care. Stress relief. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That sounds good. What about you, Helika? Oh, about what? You just, your routine since the pandemic hit. Oh, I mean, it's been, it's ra- it's been radically different. Like I had to change a lot of my plans for this year because of it. I was a, a school photographer and I was planning on like, um, being my own photographer and taking on people to take pictures of but since the pandemic i had to completely scratch that and like change it so now i'm in nail school so yeah and nail school i'm excited about it because she does my nails <laughs> oh yeah i do yeah i do desert is my little test subject and also my other friend melissa and we test out some stuff and it's really fun yep and you can see all her her wonderful creations at her instagram taxica nails or taxica 
underscore nails with a Z. Yep. Okay, just your routine. What about my routine? Well, how have you been adjusting since the pandemic hit? PJs all day. Pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) Do they Uh, match? Are they matching PJs? Yeah, they actually are. (gasps) Hey, that's some. I have two sets of matching PJs. This is a first. I'm almost 30. (laughs) (laughs) My mom says that Jessica looks like a hacker because she has this giant like sweater hoodie dress and she kind of does look like a hacker. It's like a plaid, green plaid hoodie dress thing. Yeah, so I just stay home all the time. I don't really go out ever. Uh, The only time I go out is to go grocery shopping since I am the grocery shopper in the house. Yeah. Um, But I just, yeah, I just stay home. I love it. Oh, you you like it. Well, would you say that you're an introvert? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's all she has to say. About yeah, that's all she has to say. Anyways, uh, out of all of us here, there has been one person that has gotten the vaccine. Does two. The, does or two two people? Who's the other person? Oh wait, yeah, who's the other person? Yeah, was it you? Did you get in? I tell us. I thought no. Okay, well, there's one person here that got the vaccine. If they would like to share, if not, that's oh, fine. Oh, okay. I mean, if you so don't want that, to. That would be me. <laughs> um, I got the first dose. It's a two-dose um, process, right? So you get the first dose, and then in three to three weeks or so, you get the second dose. Um, the first dose, I'm not going to lie, I was a little nervous. I took the Pfizer uh, vaccine. Um, My arm was uh, very sore. I was very tired that day, but then again, I had been helping out um, with the effort at one of the local hospitals. So I was there the whole day, you know, um, helping with um, vaccinating, not literally putting the vaccine, but with the forms and all the process. And so... I attributed it to that. I can't really say if if it was the vaccine itself or what, but I, I was tired. It knocked me out the first day. The second day, um, I felt better. My arm was still very sore. I, I can say it was kind of like when you bump into something and you have a bruise, and so when you move your arm, you feel it. It's like there, right? And then the third day, I felt so much better. Uh, no fever no no other symptoms other than the soreness and tiredness and i'm still waiting to get the second dose so we'll see how that goes yeah was it really busy when you went yes it was very busy um the event that i assisted with uh it was for 65 years and older the age group and people already had uh an appointment so that they wouldn't be standing you know and they would be enough social distancing. So it was very steady from seven, no, from eight o'clock to about four o'clock. Very steady. Mm, I see. And there was a, a lot of people just getting their first dose or second dose or? There was mostly first dose and just a few of the first responder, um, you know, people that came through for the second dose. There was maybe a total of five. I want to say they vaccinated a good, gosh, I want to say like 500 people maybe. So it was very busy. Mm, that's a lot. 
Yeah, 500 people. I kind of want to know how do you think the family has been adjusting since we've all been inside together a lot? Um, <laughs> Who goes first? You go first. I think we've been coping pretty well. We all obviously love each other and we respect one another's uh, space. So I think we're, we've adjusted pretty well. Why do you think that is? Because we're a family. I think it's because maybe we're all adults now, like we're older. I don't know. I can't imagine being trapped with like a teenager. If you have a teenager, I'm sorry. <laughs> or if like you have children, this must not be a fun I mean, time. adults can still be childish. That's true. Ready, true. What do you think, mommy? I think we've, if, if we definitely have adjusted. I'll speak for myself. Um, we all have different likes and dislikes and preferences. So it's it's different. It's definitely been an adjustment. I don't think it, it was a difficult adjustment or a struggle of an adjustment. It's just an adjustment, you know, you know, just being mindful of um, everybody's space, time, you know, since everybody has different schedules and everybody has different commitments and times, you know. Overall, I think we're doing great. I think it's brought us closer together. Look, you guys are doing uh, your own podcast now, right? Yeah, um, that's that's a good point. I don't think we would have started this if it wasn't for the pandemic. One, because I would have been like super busy with school. So, I mean, maybe we would have, but I don't think it would have been as like... Well, and you're living here now. What? <laughs> you came out of the military yeah it wasn't really clear how long you were going to stay here yeah and then just with the pandemic it's been more solidified like well i would rather have quarantine buddies so that's that's the headspace i'm at which is pretty sick like not only am i here out of it just, I mean, it just dawned on me that you have quarantine experience yeah yeah, yeah, I, before. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, when I was in the I'm saying that because you said quarantine buddies and that took yeah, me back. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. To your experience. When I was in the military, I was put in med hold because I, I had gotten mono. And so I literally had to wear a mask and. Uh, stay away from other Stay people. away or from I, everybody. Isolated, right? Yeah, yeah. I had to like isolate for a month. And I mean, they did their best to isolate. Of course, you know, they're not going to give the funding for somebody to have their own room. So they just kind of like, you know, told me Turn to a corner. Yeah. <laughs> told me to just like, don't be interacting and don't ever take off your mask. So you look like you Anthony Hopkins. And the- oh, heck yeah. And I was living it up too. I was like, you want to know why I'm here? Yeah. <laughs> I'm crazy. <laughs> But um, so yeah. you had the face mask and everything. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. I would t- I would whisper to myself like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> Did you sound like Darth Vader? Uh, I tried to. I couldn't. I mean, it was tough. Mono Mono's not fun. But um, yeah, so that was my little experience with uh, quarantine. So yeah, this is kind of like a little 
a little bit like that. Obviously, this is better because I can actually like use my phone and like, you know, interact with you guys and have like physical contact. So that's cool. I, I can't imagine what it's like for somebody who has to like quarantine in their house by themselves. Like that's that's got to be rough. But I mean, hey, you guys can use your phone, hopefully, if you have that and FaceTime, FaceTime and all those little uh, tips and tricks. I remember when I was in uh, Medhold, I used to, uh, when I was like quarantined, I wasn't really allowed to like interact. So I would color. (laughs) (laughs) I would literally color like all day, every day. And um, yeah, that's my little flashback. Yeah, those are really good mental health tips. That's a very important part of that I've learned this past year. Those things really matter. Yeah, the mental health tips. Yeah, whatever it takes for you to, you know, meditate, walk, listen to music. Get a dog. Yeah, (laughs) get a dog. (laughs) Right. All those things are useful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say that for me, adjusting, um, it's been like a whirlwind just because I'm back at the house now. So there's that adjustment. I used, I was living by myself and now back in with the family, which is super cool and it's fun, but I can't walk around naked like, (laughs) like I used to. So, I mean, I still try to, like, I just have my like little Velcro towel, (laughs) but, um, I mean, it's been great. I've, I've, I have my moments where like, okay, you know what, today I'm going to hike. And I mean, that's lessened a lot now with like, the cold weather and the rain and stuff but like i would go on hikes with my little car and everything which is now gone i don't have a car people i sold my car so maybe if you're thinking about selling some dead weight if your car is dead was dead weight like mine was just sell it sell it you i mean especially if you're working from home like um just uh get rid of that liability that's anyways um but um yeah so adjusting for me i've like had my moments of like i'm gonna be like you know active and out there and live my life and take full advantage of the day and then I have other days like this where I didn't brush my teeth till like 3 p.m and (laughs) I still haven't showered (laughs) but it's great I love it though because all these little moments I'm like I could just savor in it whereas before I I didn't feel like I could have uh days like that every day had to I had to do something it's a good thing you're sitting across the way so we can't smell you. Yeah, no, I'm... Yeah, you're in the corner of the I'm sparing you guys. Yeah. So how did you guys feel when the pandemic started? What was going through your guys' head? Of fear, but at the same time, doubting it heavily. Oh, like doubting what, that it was going to be? That it was, the pandemic was fake that it uh, wasn't real and so do you believe it now oh definitely and what changed your mind uh well time time and all the uh lives that it's taken you know it hit uh, my family i lost a nephew um had a nephew that survived it and a brother that uh, that survived it as well. Um, so yeah, this uh, COVID is is real. 
scary. Hmm. Yeah, for anybody that's lost anybody during these times. I'm sorry for your loss. What about you, mommy? What was going through your head? You know, because my job is primarily with clinics and hospitals, doctors and stuff, right? When it hit, I was thinking to myself, oh boy, if we don't, the way we handle this is going to determine how quickly we can get back to some sort of um, normalcy, right? So people would ask me, so when do you think your guys are going to go back? How long do you think you're going to be? And I was like, I don't think we're going to go back anytime soon. So, yeah, I was uh, I was very uh, concerned because this is going, I, I realized this is going to affect a lot of people, you know, a lot of people in many different ways. So, yeah. But what about you? Did you have any concerns for yourself? Uh, thankfully, not really, because uh, we were, you know, as soon as it was deemed that this was, you know, very serious, we had to come home. So I've been working from home ever since then. But I, you know what? I do have to say that I was a little concerned because, funny enough, a few months earlier, before the pandemic hit, I had just came back from China. So I was thinking to myself. That's what I thought. I was like, I was wait thinking a minute. to myself, what about if this stuff is, you know, hibernating? And That's what I, so yeah, much. I was like. What about just- if it just develops and this other pandemic here kicks it into gear, you know? So secretly I was thinking that, but I was like, nah, I'm from El Salvador. I'm going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> Strong genes. <laughs> Survivor genes. Yeah. I know, me and mommy we went pandemic shopping together when it first hit. She, oh, yes. Yes, like, it, I don't, right. it was like a, for a couple of days, mommy was like really manic and she was like, Angelica, we need to go buy toilet paper. We need to go to the store. I got to go pull our money from the bank. We got to hide it. <laughs> she was going on a oh, full survival mode. That is right. Thank yeah. you for reminding yeah, me. Yeah, you told me to buy all kinds of food. And now there's no toilet paper right now. There isn't? Really? We, there right is now? none. In Are the, you sitting here with a not dirty ass? <laughs> In Costco, right? Or in the oh, house? Here in the house. <gasps> we don't have toilet paper? Are you serious? Oh, so I have to go get some. No, we have toilet paper. No. No. Just said we don't. Oh. Well, we have some. The last the- of it is in our bathroom. Oh. oh There's my some gosh. in your bathroom, too. You would set it up like that, Bobby. The That's crisis. Right. The crisis. <laughs> the crisis. I'm going to have to go hide it now. The, oh, my God. Closet. See, now I know to where... S- everyone, This is, here's a life hack. Wear double socks. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Order a bidet. <laughs> I wonder if they have those like a handheld version. Handheld no, you know bidet. what? That's funny you say that because I did see one uh, being sold through Costco that you can install in your existing toilet. Oh, really? Almost did it. Almost did it. And I was like, nah. Hey, that's, yeah, like if the toilet <laughs> paper gonna... ever runs out, we, we got the bidet. We're going to just use the old style bidet. You get a bucket of water mm-hmm. and you put it beside the toilet and... You gotta do do what you gotta do. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Jess? What? When the pandemic first hit. What about it? Well, you, well, you were asking everybody else. I'm asking wait, wait, wait. Let's back up to China and toilet paper. Why? Oh, okay. When your mom returned from China, 
She said Chinese don't use toilet paper. What, that Chinese people don't use toilet paper? No. What, does, what do they use, I guess? No, it's not that they don't use it because I wasn't in the toilet with them to watch them not use the toilet paper. <laughs> so I would but not know that. when you went to use the facilities, there was there no was toilet paper. There was none provided. Oh, but I that see. goes across the world. There's very few countries where you go and there's toilet paper there. So that I already knew. Oh, that's true. Yeah, because in El Salvador, you'd have to pay for someone to give you like a little Most countries of outside, you know, of United States usually do not provide toilet paper. You kind of, it's like bring your own kind of thing. Mm. So did you have like a stash in your like fanny pack? Or? Yeah, you had to be carrying some, uh, you know, tiny little clinics and wipes with you at all times in your little fanny pack. Double socks, people wear double pairs of socks. Just in case. That's really how the COVID happened, Ezra. You just like wiping yourself with double socks. No, well, you throw it away afterwards. It's not like you're putting it back on. Still, though, you breathe in the fumes. So, go, Jesse. How about you in the pandemic? Oh, what was the question again? What you, what you were asking everybody else? How did you feel when the pandemic first popped off? Oh, yeah. I kind of knew this was going to... Well, I didn't know it was going to be this big bit i remember reading something in the news um because part of my job i read new health related news every day and uh i read about it in early january and because i knew at that time they were reporting it as a respiratory virus i already told myself that's not good um because a lot of public health officials have been saying for a very long time that the next pandemic is going to happen and it's going to happen because it's going to be a respiratory virus, which is not good because respiratory viruses have the highest likelihood of spreading quickly, efficiently among large groups of people, especially in huge populated areas. And so uh, once it started becoming a thing in the States uh eventually i knew that it was going to be a problem but the the administration at the time kind of really downplayed what was happening uh, but i was already mentally preparing myself mm, for it to be like really bad yeah um and i wish i took more precaution and like buying certain f staple food items and like oh yeah we couldn't find flour huh? or rice yeah but it was too late i told you <sighs> we no, should by the time we went but there was no rice i know mommy but the time i told you we should do it you were it was too late i was thinking we should have done it even before it was as big as it was but yeah so i knew it was gonna it was not gonna go well as the weeks went on that it was gonna be long uh, not that it was going to be long, but that it was going to, people were going to freak out because of the way the administration really downplayed the seriousness of this. Um, yeah, thanks for that. That was one of the reasons. That was another reason why I was, I didn't take it seriously. Yeah. And I was, I was conflicted. And, uh, and it's, it's, it's really unfortunate that that's what happened. Um, but because I'm in a field where I'm in public health and, this is the kind of stuff that 
This is well, bread and, and butter. Well, it, it's interesting to me, but also it's it has serious con- implications for the for community health. So I was already kind of like in what's the word like uh, like uh, in a mindset of like okay, I gotta protect myself, protect people around me. What and kind of thinking about how to prepare for what's to come, which I didn't know what was to come, but I I had a sense that it's not going to be good just because of the way the administration was handling the crisis. And then as it began, how um, the vaccine rollout has been going and communication just about the vaccine, right, to the public, like how, how that process is. And yeah, it's just, it's been all very confusing. And so I've been okay and level-headed, but that's because I'm fortunate enough to um well first of all get educated in public health and i just really like this stuff and so um it a lot it it didn't freak me out as much as i think as other people yeah who are yeah trying to rely on these other sources coming from all different angles of like what is or what isn't and it's just confusing to take it all in all at once yeah yeah so it's uh it's crazy but we're here. We're still here. And thankfully, none of us have had COVID. At least that we know of. Right. At least that we know of. None of us have. Well, I've had two exams. Yeah. Talk about it. Uh, the first one was in April. So you got a COVID test in April? COVID test in April. Uh, your mom. I went with your mom. And we were we drove up and they swabbed our noses. Did you guys hold hands? <laughs> uh, no, you're not allowed to get out of the car, and you're, you know, so they um, come around and they test you individually. Okay. So there was, uh, you know, there was equipment be- between us. We couldn't. Oh. I guess we could have if we wanted to. But yeah. Yeah. And uh, December 22nd, I had a second test. And the reason I did that test was because I got the flu. Yeah. Oh, so you were worried it was So COVID. I was, uh, all this shit just, it gave me this, uh, uh, a lot of things just went through my head. Yeah, it's a scary time to be sick of, uh, right now. So the symptoms that I was experiencing were similar to to the symptoms for COVID. Yeah. So that just uh, made me worry and I just worried. And then for me thinking about it even more, I think it made my... My the symptoms intensify. Yeah, it's crazy how powerful the mind is. Mm-hmm. So I guess I should have kept telling myself, "I'm cool. I don't have nothing." I'm sure some people do, but then they die. <laughs> yeah, because maybe they do have COVID. Yeah. I, what 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 the takeaway that I'm getting is that you got tested, and that is what settled it. Yeah, because both tests were negative. So that's that's what if you guys feel like something's not right, go get tested. That's the most responsible thing that you can do for yourself and for others. Um, and just figure it out, you know, and then that way you won't have to sit with that feeling like, uh, I don't know what's going on or whatever. And there are, um, I don't know if there still are sites for. Yes, there, yes, is. there is. Look there at is, your local county public health website. Mm-hmm. And that should direct you to where you can get all kinds of information related to COVID. The yes. public health departments at each county are responsible for doing this. So go to their website and just 
explore the website and go from there. So when I was experiencing this, uh, these symptoms in December, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know if I should come home, stay away, or oh. or what. That I didn't know what to do because I didn't want to. If I did have COVID, I don't want to bring it home. Uh-huh. So I was uh, I was torn. I was like, shit. What do I do? Yeah, it's tough. Maybe that's something we should talk about as a family. What to do if one of us gets sick with COVID? No, we did. We, we did. did. I think Jessica brought it up, or somebody brought it up. And yeah. we had decided that our bedroom would be the quarantine room because it has an independent door to go outside. Oh. It has a bathroom and a shower, and it's large enough where you can, you know, live, just sustain yourself there. And then, you know, since it has an independent door to go outside, the food can be placed by that door. Mm-hmm. And oh. if you need to get out to go somewhere for whatever reason, doctor, whatever. Why wasn't I part of this conversation? I were. You were? I was? No I don't remember it either. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. I brought it up. Ooh, dissociation. Yeah, hardcore, really. I not remember that. I don't but even I'm remember so two thankful minutes that ago. you guys. That <laughs> it I was in the beginning. <laughs> was I here? Yes. Yeah. It must have been my hologram because I don't remember. Oh, that. my <laughs> gosh. Yeah, I brought it up. It's important, people, when there's, like, emergency crisis situations to be able to uh, kind of, like, focus on the task at hand without letting your emotions override your actions. Because then that's when mistakes can be made. And then, especially if you're in charge of lives, lives can be lost. Yeah, that reminds me of my military training. But it's also important then to like acknowledge and process the freaking crisis you're going through. Yeah, to release that tension mm-hmm. in um in the the best way or the least harmful way that you can. Yeah, we're really grateful that we have enough space to be able to quarantine and live in a space that provides a lot of what we need. Yeah, uh, and we recognize that not everyone has that ability. Yeah. And that sucks. Yeah, that does. But I'm glad that we get to quarantine with each other. And peer support is really important. And it's invaluable. For me, I find it invaluable. So what are you guys looking forward to this year? Yeah, 2021. Like Uh, as a family, we're obviously still in a pandemic. So it looks like it may be another year of this. And what does that bring up for you? Doing it again with all of us. Uh, I'm happy it's you guys and not strangers. <laughs> that was good. Amen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm looking forward to the changing weather in spring and planting season. I love my plants. I love um, tending to them, looking at them, watering them, talking to them. And then I just watch and I'm like, look at her. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's the same of like last year. (laughs) Yeah. Tajin life. Oh yeah, Tajin life. Yeah, talk about it, mommy. What's a Tajin? So, because we're quarantined, right, in uh, restaurants and eating out or takeout, right? Our it's mom not is a good chef. So, I invested in Le Creuset 
pot. Mm-hmm. Le, le crust. Le crust. And I love Mediterranean food. Um, I went to the outlets and I saw that they had um, what's called a tagine. It's a specific type of pot that they use in the Mediterranean to do um, certain types of recipes, right? Tagine cooking, it's called. So I invested in one, and ever since I got it, I told the girls, tagine life every day. It's so good. <laughs> eggplant, I would not have thought I would have liked right? eggplant so much. All kinds of curries. I made a fish curry, mm-hmm. chicken curry, vegetable curry, you name it. Yeah, bomb stuff, pretty good stuff. That I, I definitely do feel like your cooking has been a highlight for me in quarantine life, so thank you, mommy. Uh, yeah, I think it, I think if uh, this pandemic didn't hit, I think I would have ended up with diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> so instead of co- instead of COVID, you, you sort of had diabetes. <laughs> yeah, because due to the pandemic, we're at home, and Glenda's been cooking. I think she saved me from diabetes. <laughs> oh my god! Dang! Hashtag. Tis oh. life saved my dad. <laughs> yeah, like home home cooked. Yeah, home cooked meals. That's that's what's doing it. Yeah, for I, my... I feel a lot better. Uh, oh, that's good. Yeah, because we used to eat out a lot. It, but it was fun. You know, it was fun. It's and by a lot we mean like maybe twice a week on the weekends. Mostly. Okay, going to twice. <laughs> we still we still kind of eat out a lot. We eat George's that plate. What is it? That plate that we get? Oh, the royal platter. Oh god, that oh stuff is gosh. so good. That is so. That's good. like Friday night. The baba ganoush, the hummus, the dolma, oh, the kufta, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, that's it. Is a really good restaurant. George. Well, I learned that if we do eat out, let's just I make better choices. Yeah. That's all. Just better choices. Share a plate. That too. Yeah. Yeah, I like share I like the idea of sharing a plate. I don't. I like to eat all of my food by myself. Well, I just feel like cuz if you're sharing a plate then you can go with something like really like a sample platter or something like that and you can try a bunch of different things versus if you just get like one entree, it's kind you're kind of like limited to whatever it is that Not just that you're overeating. Cuz when you order your own entree. You're that, tempted to overeat. Yeah, yeah, you eat the whole thing and you're overeating. Okay, I feel really attacked because he's saying I'll automatically overeat. And he's right. I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying it because of me. Hey, like father, like daughter, right? He was looking right at me. He's like, and you overeat. I heard you the first time. Mommy, I like your shirt. Can you tell the people what it says? Oh, gosh. This is the shirt you got oh, me yeah. when you went to Niagara Falls for that. What was it? You did a marathon? Yeah, I did a half marathon in Niagara Falls. By herself. By herself. I was it's a low trip. Know, yeah. Anyways, it has the Pillsbury Doughboy and it says, Poke me and die. <laughs> <laughs> Which is very reminiscent of our mother. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And I also do think that's like another way of saying like stay six feet apart. <laughs> yes. Social distance. Social distance to the max. <laughs> like that's that's really what it, it's a synonym is what that is. <laughs> All right, everybody. I think that's it for today's podcast. I want to thank um, Jose, Carmen Nila. Y, uh, Adios, gente. Y uh, Glenda Guzman. Thank you for coming. Thank you for contributing. We love you guys. Peace out. Bye.
拜。Bye